Welcome to the Underground Playground Podcast with Mike and Steve. We're bringing you the voices and personalities of the physical culture world, so listen up. Let it flow, baby. Let it flow. All right, so here we are, brother. This is Steve Bowser. I am the master here at the Underground Playground podcast uh, with a co-host of mine, a good friend of mine, Mike Manning. My freaking alarm, fire alarm's going off in the background. Let's just ignore that shit. So um, we are we're actually uh, bringing on our, uh, I consider him a celebrity, our first real celebrity guest, Sin Martinez from Afro Brutality. And to be honest with you, we got a long list of people that we're bringing on to this podcast. But I really, honest to God, could not think of a better person to have first than Sin because he's got a history and he's got uh, some knowledge, uh, radio cast, podcasting, et cetera, et cetera. And he, was, he actually uh, was nice enough to jump on a phone call with me on Saturday. And the thing I really enjoy about Sin is because in his own words, he's a straight shooter. So he kind of he kind of set me straight on how to run this podcast and you know how to decide if I'm going to take this shit serious or not. And uh, it was actually a great chat that I had with him, and it actually it, it really hit me hard. Like, man, you know what? He's got a lot of valid points, which is even better to have him on here because I think he brings a lot of knowledge to the tables, and that's why we're doing this, man. We're really trying to bring a lot of knowledge to the table to help other gym owners and people that are trying. To with that, Mike, just do a quick intro, Mike, and then we're going to turn it over to Sin. Cool. Yeah. Hey, welcome, Sin, man. It's good to hear from you, brother. And uh, thanks, Steve. Uh, we got a whole bunch of questions, but we're going to let uh, Sin flow with it. Um, I'm over here in Melbourne, Florida, and Sin, we got him on the line. I guess you're in Harlem. Are you up in Harlem, Sin? Yes, sir. Um, I'm on the border of Upper East Side in Harlem. Awesome. So uh, what we wanted to do is just like just set this thing off and tell us a little bit about yourself and then uh, get into Afro Brutality and uh, and, and your, your style of branding. Go ahead, bro. Okay. Uh, why don't you hit me with a question? Oh, man. <laughs> All right. You want to get we want to get real, real quick or you just want to want to soften it up first? No, I'm always good. So hit me, hit me with something to get me flowing. All right, man. What's up? What is? Here's what I wanted to ask right off the bat, and uh, I know Jake did too. Is uh, you're up in Harlem, man, and you know that's traditionally super black neighborhood, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up in Bridgeport, Connecticut, not too far, and I used to ride the train through there back in the '70s, man. And I mean, it was tore up from the floor up. And CrossFit has this whole thing about it's only for rich white people. So what's going on when, when, you, when you try to introduce that up in, um, up in Harlem? You're on the east side, like Upper East Side or West Upper East Side? Yeah, I mean, I've always I established my gym on the west side. Okay. So we usually train between Fifth Avenue and basically Riverside Drive. So anywhere between, let's say, 125th to 155th. Yep. Going from the Fifth Avenue all the way to Riverside Drive. Well, Riverside Drive, that's pretty upscale, isn't it? In the Bronx? That's, that's kind of um, getting into the Bronx. No, that's still, that's still Harlem. That's still Harlem. Oh, okay. Yeah. So You're thinking I'm, about uh, Riverside, the section of the Bronx. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, you know, Jake, we talked about it. We're like, 
hey, we're, if we're going to talk to the sin, we, we got to broach this subject, man. Like, uh, you know, 90%, I don't know what the number is, CrossFit people, like, it's straight white bread. Oh, and, yeah. And you, and you brought that shit to um, Harlem, man. And, and then that, that whole style of training. And how, how did you do it? Um, well, I treated it like, I guess the best way to answer that was I've always, you know, I've always kind of had more of a uh, suburb upbringing. So I used to have to go to the city to experience the city. So, you know, I grew up playing tennis and racquetball and (laughs) croquet and I was in Boy Scouts and stuff like that and Boy Scout Explorers and Cub Scouts. So I always had a kind of a unique flavor that I would bring to, you know, the, the guys I knew that were in the city or anything like that. So right. when I eventually moved here, I still brought that same flavor. You know, I still wore three-piece suits every day for the most part. But when I got into fitness, uh, I didn't want to just do it the normal way. You know, I got into uh, lifting with my friends. And then from there, I got into triathlons. And then just in the midst of trying to figure out what the next thing was going to be that I was going to do personally, I ran across uh, CrossFit. And the first thing I did was bring it back to Harlem just to teach kind of the people that I was already training with. And then from there, those guys would bring me more people that they thought I should train with. So from there, we kind of we made a crew of about seven, six or seven people and uh I just taught him everything I knew about CrossFit. I, I didn't even tell him it was CrossFit um, just so that they would get the information from me instead of trying to venture off into their own. So I just was like, hey, let's do this thing called the thruster and let's do these things called yeah. burpees and all that. And I taught them as I was learning because I went to every single seminar that they ever had. So I went to the running endurance one. I went to the kettlebell one. I went to the Olympic weightlifting one. I went to the strongman one. I went to uh, Rob Wolf's two or three times. Uh, then I just contacted anyone that I respected in the industry and did all I could to learn from them just so I could bring it to my, my own, you know, community and neighborhood and knew what the fuck I was talking about. Right. That makes sense, dude. But you came up with uh, the Afro-Brutality brand. I did. Is it, was, um, that the na- was that the name of your crew, or was it the name of your No, but <laughs> the, the name of the crew was NWA. Uh, <laughs> that's the name of a, of a rap group, right? Well, you know, that was my first CrossFit team name. I wanted to, um, you know, I've studied a lot about guerrilla marketing. I know a lot about guerrilla marketing. I know about, a lot about shock value marketing um, and shock value advertising and marketing. So I used to do it for other people, you know, so I said, you know what, let me figure out a way to do it for myself. So I took a a concept, an idea that I had in my brain, which for for a very long time, which was just my love of skulls. And then I just threw an Afro on top of it with an Afro pick with a middle finger coming out of the Afro pick. And then um, I kind of just formed the name off of that design and the types of workouts we were doing that people used to call brutal. So I just, put it together and call it Afro brutality. But I didn't want to, I wanted to try to do something that was a little traditional. So a lot of things that I do, if you see a lot of my marketing and designs were like, you know, I do Iron Maiden designs. I've done some Black Sabbath designs. Um, I've done corn. Uh, Just people that I grew up, you know, groups I grew up with, music I grew up with. You know, I've got a Power Man um, 
which is Luke Cage now. But yeah. I got a Luke Cage design. You know, I've also got like a, uh, a John Henry design that I've, I never released. I've got like an Afro Samurai design. But so when I came up with a name of a team, I didn't want to. I didn't want something corny. You know, like right. CrossFit Team Harlem or something stupid. So right. I thought about the most impactful group I grew up with, and uh, I just used NWA. No, that makes perfect. I, I'm pretty. It's cool how you kind of meshed in that, you know, that heavy metal slash, um, you know, um, urban hip hop yep. theme. The first. I mean, time that's I who I was. That's how I grew yeah. up. I grew up on heavy metal. I grew up on hip hop. I grew up on soft rock. You know, listening to Kansas. You know. Kenny Loggins, I listened to Jack <laughs> Daniels band. I listened to Willie Nelson, Oak Ridge Boys. You know, I'm I'm diverse, man. Yeah, I draw dude. the line. I draw the line at Oak Ridge Boys. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Boom, Bob, the Mal, Mal. Get out of here, brother. Dude, dude I saw them. I saw them in concert at a Boy Scout jamboree back that in the day. Sense. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> hey, the first time I heard rap music was uh, I was in junior high school in uh, Connecticut. You got low in volume, Mike. Can you, well, okay. So, um, Sugar Hill Gang, right? There you uh, go. Same here. Same so, here. Yeah. We went into a head shop after junior high school, right? We walked across the railroad tracks and down underneath the tracks was this head shop. You know, they sold uh, bongs and pot pipes and you could still buy vinyl, right? Right, right, and, right, uh, right. And but the first album I ever bought, I was actually in there buying Pink Floyd, The Wall. Look and, at that. and my boy, who was with me, he was. You know, he was from a rich family. I, I wasn't as, I guess, lucky. But uh, anyway, he walked out of there with an album, you know, in that, in that brown paper bag that mm. they slide it into, right? Of course. And, and we're walking down the street, and he pulled it out, and it had that Candyland picture on the front. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, and that was back in the day when we would walk home from school, and we'd go to each other's houses, and we would listen to albums and smoke weed. But uh, I didn't smoke weed. But uh, – Right, <laughs> <laughs> but Sugar Hill Gang, man, it blew my mind. That was probably like nineteen seventy, what seventy seven, seventy eight. Yeah, yeah, I, I got Sugar Hill in about seventy seven, and then I didn't hear rap again until about mm, maybe eighty three, eighty four, eighty five is when it really took off. But before yeah. then, I was listening to Rush and you know, yeah, nice. fucking Jethro Tull, and you know what I mean, like just uh, old stuff, man. <laughs> Black Sabbath, uh, Dio, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome, Steve, bro. Steve, you, you grew up up in the city, right? Didn't you? I grew or up in Jersey. Jersey. I, grew Jersey. Up in, uh, I grew up outside of uh, New Brunswick, which is where Rutgers is at. And, uh, you know, not far from the city. I used to go into the city all the time. And, uh, you know, the area I grew up was, uh, it, it was actually a little town uh, outside of New Brunswick called Manville, Manville, New Jersey. Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was pretty much, uh, it was a, it was a huge, actually the funny thing is that town, uh, is where they made, uh, John's Manville. That's where they, that's where they fucking made asbestos, bro. That's where. Wow. Look at that. That explains yeah. a lot. So John's Manville actually moved out to, uh, uh, Colorado. Um, they picked up and moved out to Colorado. So when they had that school shooting out there, bro, like we, there was actually people that I knew that were related to a lot of those kids that got caught in that school. What was that? Little, little town, Littleton, little, Littleton. Or yeah, that's where they moved. John's but anyway, 
Yeah, man. I used to go freaking when I was a kid, I used to play in a dump and there'd be all this white dust and we'd be playing in it with our bikes. Well, that shit was all asbestos, man. <laughs> oh, not a, not a good, uh, not a good thing back then. Thank God. Uh, a lot of us didn't get sick, but it was mostly Polish. Uh, it was in the Guinness book of world records. It was a small town and it had the most bars. It had a bar on every, there was bars, every corner, man. And I'm saying, Four corners, there was a bar on every corner. There was like so are 50, you sure it wasn't an Irish neighborhood? It was definitely Polish, man. Yeah, it was a bunch of Polish uh, immigrant workers that, you know, it was, it was a cool little area. It was fun uh, growing up there. But listen, Sin, while we're on the uh, branding uh, uh, subject, I wanted to ask you, bro, because, like, you, you did such a freaking incredible job branding yourself with Afro Brutality. Um, a lot of these CrossFit gyms get caught up in uh, – and their in their their name, the brand of their gym, and they're calling themselves CrossFit XYZ or CrossFit whatever town they're in. And uh, one of the things uh, back in the day with that Black Box Summit is they talked about you know you should kind of co-brand your gym and maybe call it something else. Like like my gym is called the Playground Gym. That's my gym. It's the Playground Gym, but we are a CrossFit affiliate, so we're Broward CrossFit. Um, what I noticed is, uh, with branding your gym with the CrossFit name itself, it's almost like you're offering vanilla ice cream, you know, because <laughs> what happens is people think you're just a CrossFit gym and right, right, right. scared shitless of that. You know what I mean? So I, I don't, I consider you an expert with the branding thing because you're, you're, you did such an incredible job with Afro Brutality. What's your thoughts on that as far as like other, what's your advice to other gym owners? Um, you know, as far as branding themselves, I mean, get, what do you, what do you think about that? Okay. Well, um, there's one, if you asked me this question five or six years ago, I'd give you a different answer than I'll give you today. Mm -hmm. Um, what's happening right now is that domestically CrossFit is kind of died in those, in a lot of specific areas. So I get this call all the time. I get this question all the time. I would not brand myself a CrossFit gym. I would right. brand myself a gym. So that offers CrossFit. So you got to understand your demographics. Like you got to understand who's around you. You got to understand what other gyms you're going up against. You know, are you in the right area? So it really starts with location before we get into branding. Okay. So it really is like where are you located? Are you near a community that has a Whole Foods or are you near a community that has an array of different types of gyms? Um, are you by yourself and no one's around? Like you've got to understand where you're at and the type of people that you're going to attract. So it really starts with location. And then from there, you can kind of deal with the name. And the name really should have something to do with you locally providing a particular service. Yeah. So it's too generic to say I'm CrossFit, you know, Hoboken or I'm, Ho I'm CrossFit this or that. I mean, back in 2009, when I got affiliated officially, uh, you st I was one of the last people that could use the name of a city or town. And uh, they let me do that, obviously, you know, because of who I am and also because of, you know, what I was representing. You know, I was I was in a black neighborhood and no one's really had ever heard of that shit in terms of CrossFit right. at the time. So they wanted me to be able to shine with that. And it worked out well. But when you're into more of those smaller places or places now where you have to get a lot more creative with your name, I would say call it CrossFit whatever, but make sure your primary name that you're marketing has something to do with 
your passion for fitness and has something to do with what you're offering. So, you know, you can get away with whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, barbell club this or, you know, strength and conditioning that. But, you know, the thing for me is that I always went somewhere where no one went, right? I was in places no one would go and I'm doing things no one would do. So I'm in a, I'm, I'm kind of in an ocean by myself. Like I'm, I'm really just on an island all by myself. And that's fine because I'm the first one to market. So anyone that comes after me just looks like a fraud. Right. But this, the thing is, when you're trying to market and promote, let's say your brand, it's, it, your brand is your gym, then you kind of really need to do a lot of uh, like initial figuring out how to do it, like some R&D. Let's figure out where's the best place to put this, what's the best thing to call this, and it really should be based on your passion or something that's, you know, unique to you or your services and something that maybe is unique to you and your location. But, but I mean, how many people can call it, you know, so-and-so barbell club, so-and-so strength and conditioning, so-and-so this, so-and-so that, like, if you look at major brands, and this is the thing that I, I, I got into a conversation with a guy that wanted to open up a gym. I think he still does in South Carolina. I said, well, listen, man, these fools eat pig's feet. You know, these, right. these fools are eating pig ears. Like, <laughs> so you better make sure you're in a right location um, because they, they're going to be paying a premium for a fitness or a methodology that they might not even give a shit about. So you got to make them give a shit about it. So are you either going to do that somehow in your product offering, which is your pricing, or are you going to do something, you know, they've never seen before? Are you going to put it together in a particular way, but make sure you're in a good location? But I told him, if you look at the way big, big business handles CrossFit, big business would never open up a gym and call it CrossFit. Right. What they did was they changed the entire genre and said, hey, let's do this thing they call HIT, you know, high-intensity interval training, which we all know is basically CrossFit. Right. But that's a perfect example of how big business would take something like CrossFit and curtail it for the genre and then create a fucking acronym that isn't CrossFit, and that, but, but is CrossFit, and call it something else and make big money off of it. Now they got the whole fucking, you know, genre, the whole fitness genre is talking about hit, hit this, hit that, blah, 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 right? So if you're thinking more on a larger structure, a corporate structure, something that could be, you know, franchise, patent, whatever the case may be, then you've got to dig deeper. If you're just a, a small guy looking to open up a gym, then you can get away with a strength and conditioning name. But if you dig deeper and you try to find something that is real unique to the fitness genre space and maybe unique to your methodology and maybe unique to the type of voice that you want to portray in the community, then you're going to do some real R&D and figure out a good name that's going to suit you. And you'll be surprised. It won't fucking say fitness. It won't say strength and conditioning. It won't say so-and-so building. It'll be something totally different. You know, when I came up with my name, it was, I wanted to encompass as much as possible, but it came from a passion, passion of love and, and art and a passion for fitness and a way that I wanted to deliver it, which was a very brutal way. I didn't want to bring, yeah. I didn't want it to be nice. I wanted it to be very brutal and natural selective so that if you stayed around long enough, you're going to get results. You're going to get fit. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you don't get hurt. And that really comes down to uh, coaching and understanding uh, fitness and how it should play on the human body and the type of things that you should avoid. Well, that's the way, that's the way it started out, right? CrossFit was like this brutal thing. And now we're going where 
Um, you know, everybody's trying to gentrify it, right? Like, yep. The Not gyms trying. Are, they have gentrified it. That's true. The gyms are prettier, right? You got to have showers. You got to have air conditioning. Real pretty. Right. Remember Mark Twight when he, like, his oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. His, his fucking catchphrase was, there's no comfortable place to sit down in my gym. Exactly. Right? You know? So, I mean, like, where do you think the whole CrossFit brand and, like, you know, the functional fitness and the whole thing, where do you think it's going, Sam? Um, it's going, well, here's the thing. It's going back to the dark ages. What's going to happen is a lot of people, and it's already starting, have dropped the CrossFit name. Yeah. Uh, but they teach CrossFit classes or they have, you know, CrossFit sessions or whatever the case is. So it's really going to go back to where it started, which really is like in the back of the gym, you know, maybe a small group of people, maybe a selected group of people. Is someone talking? Hello? <laughs> Fucking Steve's got people. He's got a bit in the background talking to him. All right, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's where it's going, dude. Like, or it's just going to disappear altogether, and we're going to go back to clean and jerking and doing bodybuilding on the weekends. Like, you know, who's to say where it's really going to go? And really, the defenders of the faith, the people that are still kind of drawing the strings, they need to figure out where it's going. And they which, put too which, much, they yeah, put too you, much stock into the CrossFit Games and the regionals yeah. and the Open, and they don't put enough stock to where it came from, which is from the community. Oh, you dude, know? I and so they, agree with that. I know Steve does, too. I mean, they really should have kept it more grassroots. So we don't know where it's going to be five, ten years from now. But I, yeah. if they had stayed where it was in terms of affiliation and taking care of the affiliates and growing that brand, it could have been around forever. But I, uh, I, we'll I, see I, where it's going five, six years from now. So, I totally so let, me tell you, let me tell you a funny story, man. Um, it was probably about eight years ago. Um, Greg Glassman used to actually go around and almost do like a tour and um yeah he came to my non-affiliate yeah. you did the one-on-one you did the CrossFit yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so you know where i'm going with this he used to go to these he used to go to these facilities and um he came down to miami and he and he stopped at a place called i am crossfit um so i found out about it and i actually uh had to reserve a spot so we went down there and um it was kind of cool because you know it was like there was a lot of people there there was like you know did a workout, we hung out, Greg, right. Greg talked and talked about what, what's going to happen with CrossFit, where it's going. Honest to God, I think at that time, there may have been 3,000 CrossFit gyms on, in, in, the, in the world, right? Right. So I sat there and listened to it, man. Greg got up and he had said that he was going to cut it off at 5,000 gyms. <laughs> and, uh, when we, when we hit like 5,000 and then 5,500 and then 6,000, because it just <laughs> it fucking blew up at one point. Right. And I remember getting in touch with uh, somebody and saying, hey, you were at that meeting, right? And they're like, yeah. I go, dude, didn't you hear Greg say he was going to cut that shit off at 5,000? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, tell you, let me tell you a better story. Let me up you one. Up the shit out of it, man. <laughs> so we were at all of us local affiliates went to – um, Reebok kind of sent out this email and invited us all to fucking come and drink, you know, and drink and meet all the fucking executives and all this shit. So the number one question on everyone's mind was, are you motherfuckers going to open up Reebok gyms? Yep. It was yep. the number Remember one that? question on everybody's <laughs> fucking mind, dude, right? 
So we're all sitting there, right? We're all in the audience. We're sitting there. And this fucking guy, right? He must have been the executive VP. And I forget his name. He sits there and literally says, come on, guys. It's not like we're going to open up a fucking Reebok gym on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Fast I swear forward. to God, dude. Fast forward. Four months, five months later, that motherfucker was on Fifth Avenue, dude. Damn right. Wow. Those colors are hideous, too. Yeah. Oh, hideous. forget about it. Dude, they dropped the name. It's called right. uh, Neo, New You or something. Neo You or something. Even not even getting, uh, on the re- really? Yeah, yeah, getting dude. on the rebranding bandwagon. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Everyone is, dude. There's no money in CrossFit. Nope. Yeah. Here's the well, thing. in the games there is. In the games, the dude, there's no CrossFit. They but not, not they for don't. gym owners. They Listen, who was that that just said that? Was that Mike? Yeah. Mike, you don't know. You have no fucking clue what you're talking about, dude. What do you mean, dude? There, there's money in the games. There's none in fucking money for affiliate. Money, money for who? Money for CrossFit. Dude, they're in the – this was probably a banner year for them. Yeah. They've oh, never you, made money. They've never yeah. made money doing the CrossFit games. Well, Glassman, was, Glassman said that. He's not a fucking – he's not selling the CrossFit games. He's a marketing company. He's selling certifications. Well, I think uh, Steve just proved you can't believe what he says. So let me yeah. tell you what's happening. They Steve. were – what they're trying to do now, dude, is a media buy. So they're trying, they've always tried to do this from like 2009 when they really started like putting it online and you could fucking view it from like, you know, a movie or whatever. When they started going in that direction, every year they've tried to ramp it up where it was an official sport that then could be picked up by a big media company. Right. So they went the ESPN route. I can't. I don't really know. I mean, it, it was a, it was a Tony shitty Budding. relationship. Tony well, Budding. Yeah, that right. was Tony getting that man. Yeah, but you know, Tony went in a different direction. He went right. He went right into fucking broadcast when he really should. So that's With that's another grip. that's that's another conversation. My point <laughs> is, man. my point is this: they focused on it being a sport and forgot about the community piece. Yep. They, wouldn't even, they wouldn't even gotten to the point where it's a fucking sport unless they just concentrated more on the community piece, dude. There's so many ways they really could have done this much better. But there's only a few people at the top, and they all pretty much have huge egos. I don't know if anyone listens to anyone else. So who, it's hard to say who's actually calling shots and who's not and who's fucking getting their feelings hurt or whatever. But what we're witnessing is – They've been trying to turn this into a sport so that they can get a big media play by Agreed. from a major corporation or That's broadcast the network. That's well, they, the got C- they got CBS now. This well, year, right? is, that bigger, is that bigger than ESPN? I don't know. I think is it is. It? I think it okay. is. I think it, I think it can be, you know. Um, did, you wa- did you watch it on CBS? I didn't watch it because I, I don't have fucking time to watch it. I was there. I had a girl okay. it, you know. Um, I probably would have watched it if I wasn't there. So you were at you were at the games. I had a girl that made it. I was there coaching her. She's okay. Did did that look bigger than California? You know what, bro? Fuck no. It, it didn't. Fuck no. It didn't look. I'm, be, I'm being honest. It didn't look bigger. It looked like a smaller venue. But let me fucking tell you, bro. It was absolutely fucking packed. I mean, literally. 
I went to the last day. I went to go buy shirts for my for my wife and my kids. Right. Didn't have any shirts. I mean, they were sold out of shit. You know, it was like it, it did not. I didn't understand. It's like you guys. Is this Reebok? You went to the Reebok booth and they were sold out. <laughs> okay. And all the all the good shirts were sold. You know? Right. It was. Well, here's the thing. Here's the. Here's the thing. I've done events for a very long time, dude. Not just CrossFit events, but I did major events in the city. And it's very hard to figure out if you've made money or who's made money or right. if the event itself makes money. It's, you got to get the opinion of the vendors that are there. They're the, they're the guys on the front line. They don't tell you whether they made money or not or whether that event was good or not. It's very hard to figure out in the stands how many people are there, blah, 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 and then camera angles, you know, groups of clusters of people, whatever the case may be. But my point in saying all this is if you go back to what Mike said about them making money, I can almost guarantee you they made money this year. First of all, they took out all the barbells and all the fucking weights at regionals, right. which saved them tons and tons of freight and shipping. Right? Yep. Right off the fucking bat. Right? That's and at true. regionals, all they had were dumbbells, some rings, and maybe just a few barbells for people to warm up with. So they made they first of all, let's let's even go back a year or two before the super regionals. So what they did was combine regionals together because they were losing so much money per yeah. regional. Yes. So they said, okay, let's combine the regionals together. Maybe that's a better way to make money. It made a little bit of money, but still came up short. So now, okay, we'll bring them together and we'll get rid of the fucking barbells and the weights. Save oh, tons shit. of money on fucking shipping and freighting and all that shit, dude. Right, and then the rogue personnel. Listen, let, me, let me just, let me intervene there, bro. Maybe, maybe I don't know, but I've heard that they don't give a fuck about any of that shit. You know why? <laughs> Cause that's Rogue's month. That's Rogue. Rogue supposedly handles all that part. You know what I'm saying? Rogue's. The <laughs> yeah. I don't listen. Like I, you know, I I don't know how that that particular yeah. piece. I don't know how the fuck that piece works. Yeah. But someone's fucking paying for that shit. <laughs> Some either and I'm I can guarantee you. I know Bill and I know Katie and they're great fucking business people. Awesome. They're fucking charging CrossFit something. Yeah. Yes. I don't that know, shit is I not motherfucking free. I think they're making a shitload of money on the back end, man. I mean, possibly. They're fucking but regardless of who saved the money, money was saved by not shipping out the fucking barbells and the weights. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that hit someone's bottom line, and someone's bottom line went right into the fucking black. Trust me. Dude, it's fucking hilarious. The last day of the games. They just fucking sell everything, dude. Like, there's of people, course. There's people walking through the crowd with a fucking GHD on their shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look at this fucking dude, man. Who are you oh. talking about, Steve? You got like 27,000 fucking air assault bikes. I heard those oh. things are breaking <laughs> down. Got, you know, I got two big bobs at my gym. I had yeah, to... but if you got air assault bikes right now, you got to feel like an idiot because yeah. those things are breaking the fuck down. Mine ain't. Mine well, ain't. You know, I mean, let me tell you, you get somebody on there that's a fucking beast. Yeah, you can you can bend that shit. You can break them. But I can tell you this, and I have nothing to do with assault, air assault bikes or whatever. I get on a phone, whatever I need, they send it to me. They're just like concept two, bro. They're fucking awesome. So far. Nice. So far. 
So I mean, let me, I'll just end that thought so we can carry on. So the point is, this year they probably made money because they saved money on freight and shipping. Yeah. They're in a new venue, which is much cheaper. Way From cheaper. what I'm hearing, it's a smaller venue, right? Because you're in yeah. fucking Wisconsin. That's, that's yeah. clearly cheaper than going to fucking California. So more than likely, they made a banner year. This is a fucking banner year for them. And if they can keep that hype going, then they're going to make money every year. Yeah, but we got no Americans winning. It's all Australians, oh, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. He went there with it. Oh, man. Whoa. What's up with that? What's up with that? Right? Listen, man, we better train harder, I guess. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, Sin, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we're on. I mean, we all we know for real that, you know, the sport of CrossFit and the gym owner, there's that's a gigantic gap, right? True. Most of us are training average cats that show up and they're like, yo, dude, I just need to lose some weight. Bro. Yeah, people that pay money, bro. Right. And they pay you the money and that, you know, they might see it on ESPN or CBS now or wherever. But they're really the bottom line is, are, can you coach them? And, you know, what are we charging? And, you know, how much better are we than them? What is your advice on running a fucking gym for regular people? that just want to get fit, just want to look better, feel better, look good, better naked. You know what I mean? Um, don't talk about the CrossFit games. <laughs> don't let your fucking people do the CrossFit Open. Don't fucking talk about CrossFit regionals. If a motherfucker walks in your gym and says he's thinking about becoming, you know, an athlete, he wants to go to regionals, you tell that motherfucker to go down the motherfucking block. You give them the fucking address, the name of the person that they need to contact, and the phone number. And you run your fucking gym the way it's supposed to be run, which is making humans better every motherfucking day. Yeah. And you take out the fucking bullshit guys that come in there acting like they're the motherfucking shit because. Uh, they could do muscle ups, 30 of them. Get the fuck out of here. Hell we yeah. Just, we just want to look better fucking naked. You take that fucking arrogant attitude and you go down the block with that shit. True. That is like probably well the best well-spoken fucking indictment on the whole scenario right now. The I fucking mean, one, one CrossFit Games athlete will ruin your fucking gym. One. Truth. One. Truth. Now imagine having a regionals team in there. Oh, you're oh fucked. Goodness. No, well, wait, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. I did that. We, we, could, we, could, we could get into the Better by Bergeron seminar where we could train people or Invictus or, you know, no indictment on them. Those guys are doing a great job. But the reality is we have, we have what, 60% obesity, 33% fucking morbid obesity. We yep. have diabetes. Uh, uh, fucking people are losing muscle. We got people in nursing homes in Houston right now that can't get out of a chair even though it's flooding. What the fuck is going on in this world? And somebody's got to help, you know? And well, it I don't, starts I don't, with I, us, dude. I, <laughs> it starts I, I with us. I agree. I don't think the games is doing that. Nah, they don't give a fuck, dude. And here's the thing. Invictus, all these guys, dude, those are like fucking meat markets. They're like meat grinders. They got to find the best. The best go to them. Then they got to figure out how to train them, take care of them, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a mess, dude. It's well, a you fucking know, mess. You know, Glassman, back in the day, he said, you know who the best coach is? He said, the best coach is the one with the most clients, right? And then if you look at, like, top-level athletics, who's the best coach in NCAA Division One or USA Weightlifting? 
they're they're the best recruiters, man. They're just hiring the best fucking people with the best genetics. Right. And we're, and we're down here. We're just down here trying to do our thing with regular people. And right. I don't think that shit translates. You know it doesn't mean? translate at all, dude. It's two different schools well, of thought. Know, it's the, listen, Brent, you know, being, being in the game for, for 10 years and getting to know a lot of the other gym owners that started out, like, in the beginning, you know, Glassman – his whole concept was he had one-on-one clients. He started getting to the point where he, he was so busy that he couldn't handle the amount of clients he had. So then he started doubling up and doing yep. two clients at a time. Yep. And then two clients turned into four clients. Yep. And four turned into six. But you know what? He, he coached. And he made sure movement patterns were done properly. And he preached every time he took on a class. So, you know – it kind of morphed into something that wasn't really even his methodology. You know, nope. nobody wanted to fucking have 30 people in a class with one fucking trainer. That's nope. can't, man. You That's know, you bullshit. That's what that is. Bullshit. Exactly. And the problem is, let's get back to what we were originally talking about with branding. Now you got a guy down the road that's doing that shit with elderly women and teenagers. Oh, my God. That. Yeah, everybody's crazy. crying injuries. Everybody's saying, hey, you know, this is fucking uh, CrossFit is injuring me. Then it ruins it for every fucking CrossFit gym. And that's why co-branding is so important because, yeah. you know, it's just – it's Or just it's, solid branding in the – in you know, look at the people that – even fucking, I think you said Mark Dwight, right? So, he, is someone taking a piss? Uh, dude, you know what? I don't. It, it sounds like he's he's having a hard time starting and stopping. So you might want to go see his. <laughs> so pro, go, you gotta get a prostate. Go check that prostate, brother. I know. Well, when you do TRT, you gotta get that shit checked. Prostate up his ass. Nice. Yeah, but look at some of the people. I even said you said Mark Dwight. He made fucking Jim Jones, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, does it does it say CrossFit anything? Does it say fucking? It says gym. I get that, but you know that's a spin on something else. You know, yeah. so it's like, you know, people that put together true brands, they're not necessarily thinking like strength conditioning this or barbell that. I mean, a lot of that shit has been taken, dude. So if you're really into creating a gym, create a gym. Don't necessarily create a CrossFit gym. Create a fucking gym and take care of your fucking clients. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Well, that's the hard thing, you know. That's that requires work, bro. You know? <laughs> it's crazy talk. Yeah, don't talk so crazy, right? I know, man. So, if you had some advice, Sin, about you know, if you're going to run a gym and you're going to coach humans, and you're going to try and help them be better than they were yesterday and look better naked, like you said, where do we start? What do you think? I mean, I start with the squat, you know. But I mean, you know, I I start with myself and making sure like you know even when i started this like i made sure i was overly qualified and underpaid which is retarded but i made sure i was overly qualified and underpaid so that i could serve my community better i mean you know my, my people in my community aren't used to paying 300 dollars a month 200 dollars a month you know what i mean so yeah i had to make sure my deliverables in terms of my professionalism and what i was teaching was million dollar shit even though i had a facility and i justified you know, uh, my facility was small enough where I could justify charging 150 to $100 a month, that sort of thing, because I was in that kind of neighborhood. But it definitely starts with us. It starts with you. 
Like, how fucking good are you? And are you, and I think, uh, Steve, you said it before on another podcast, you were like, continued education, continued fucking education. Like, that's crucial. Like, don't think you know it all. Like, you don't know it all, motherfucker. Go learn some more shit. You know what I mean? Like, I thought I knew everything there was to know about fucking nutrition and all that, dude. I had a wake-up call four months ago that I didn't know a motherfucking thing, and I had to start from scratch. Dude, nobody knows shit about nutrition. While we're on that, you know, I want to talk to you about that. I mean, you... You fucking transformed your body, man. I mean, you're, you're fucking leaned out, seeing some abs. Did you hire a nutritionist? Did you hire a coach? Did you? Fuck no, dude. Do I look like the kind of guy you could coach? <laughs> Shit. Uh-huh. I got attitude up the fucking ass, dude. I will tell you to fuck off in a minute. No. Like, I did it all the same way I did most everything. I researched it on my own, dude, and yeah. I became my own experiment. You know what I mean? Like. Even before I taught it, you know, when I started coaching CrossFit, I was the best CrossFitter. Yeah. Like, to me, that was the best way to do it. Like, how the fuck am I going to teach you some shit I don't know how to fucking do? Right. And haven't done and haven't experienced so that I can understand all the nuances of this movement, that movement. Same with nutrition. Like, how the fuck am I going to teach someone else how to eat better and live better if I can't be that living example? Yeah, well, yeah. That, that's the elephant in the room right now, right? It's like, you, you know, you can work out all fucking day long, but nutrition for sure. I mean, like if you look at some of the podcasts out there and the information out there right now, people are blowing your mind with nutrition, right? Yeah. And I mean, like paleo is so yesterday already, right? No, and, it's and last people, millennium, brother. That's what I'm saying. And like, you know, you got people like Rhonda Patrick on there and Dom. And these guys that are talking about autophagy and freaking uh, time-restricted feeding and, you know, the whole shebangabang. And guess what our gyms are not doing? We are not teaching nutrition. We're not At all, dude. How to eat. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. I mean, I could tell you all day long about how to clean and jerk and snatch and how come you're pulling early with your arms or, right. you know, this, that, and the other thing. But guess what? When you got a 45-year-old housewife who just wants to lose 30 pounds <laughs> – or that businessman that's, you know, sitting behind a desk all day and he wants to relive his youth, the best thing you could do for them probably, I'm saying, you know, is tell them something, how to eat better, man. And yep. we, don't, we don't fucking know. That's the problem. Well, we don't some know. don't know. Like, some don't care to know. I mean, when you're in a gym and you're worried about your fucking members canceling or, you know, so-and-so getting hurt or – you got to pay this monthly nut every fucking month. You got to buy the water. You got to fucking sweep the floors. You got to clean right. the bathroom. You got to make sure the staff is on time. Right. You got to make sure the staff ain't fucking the clients. Like, you got you yeah. got so many fucking moving pieces there that sometimes you just forget things. Like, oh, I need to brush up on this. Oh, there's new information out there about this. Oh, there's new techniques on that. Oh, I need to take a class. Oh, I need to learn this. Like, you know, that... Again, I think Steve said it. I mean, that can that continued education is fucking crucial. Yeah, the, crucial, the, sweet, the sweet spot is you gotta be open minded right too, man. You know, you got to be willing to learn new techniques and try different things. And you know, you got to admit you don't know some shit. Like, yeah. oh man, I don't know some shit. I got, I better go learn some shit. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. you've got to have a real conversation with well, yourself. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. If you just did a uh, level two. Then- <laughs> 
thin now. Or you, you get know, the you're fuck out of here. No. <laughs> but, no. <laughs> come on now. But yeah, seriously, though, that's the thing we're dealing with right now is that, you know, we got a whole bunch of people that, you know, are instant experts, right? Yeah. And, and the longer I'm in this game, the less I know. And, you know, when we talk about nutrition, that shit is advancing so fast. So fast, dude. So fast. And we don't even really know what the fuck is going on and how it interacts with everything. And, you know, you got people talking about low carb and high carb. And, I mean, what the fuck does that even mean? And yeah. then, you know, you're, now we're comparing athletes, elite athletes with housewives. And, you know, great nutrition. Yeah. I mean, and then you got this guy who's just telling you, hey, man, you should eat the same way fucking the elite athletes eat. Well, no. 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 Exactly. No. I, listen, more. man, I, I get into arguments all the time online about the dumbest shit, dude. Yeah. And I've heard every excuse of why, you know, my thing was instead of just trying to like, I just kept it real simple. Eat more motherfucking vegetables. Eat yeah, less no fucking breads and starches. Eat no more. Doubt. Motherfucker got every reason in the world not to eat more vegetables. Oh, I can't eat that many vegetables to match yeah. my macros. I'm like, <laughs> isn't that the fucking point? Eat more fucking vegetables, yeah, dude. fuck your macros. How about your micros? Hello? And not only that, dude, some people are way off base when it comes to how much they actually need to eat for optimization. Yep. Like, they don't necessarily get it. Like, we're so used to the kind of information that's, like, 20 years old, 10 years old, 15 years old, that it's almost like we're not ready to recalibrate and learn some new shit. Right. Like, I had to recalibrate everything, dude. Every, yeah. I had to start questioning everything. Do you like, remember? Because this makes sense. Yeah, do you yeah. remember when you used to look at fat people and be like, hey, dude, why don't you just eat less fucking food? That is so <laughs> wrong. Why don't you just move more and eat less? That is so fucking wrong. Dude, I mentally... Here's the thing. Like, when you've been fat, and then you fucking do some shit, and then you lose a ton of weight, you start fat shaming people in your mind. Like, motherfucker, all you gotta do is this. And then you're looking at them like, you may think this is impossible, but I just fucking did it, you dick. Like, just go do this. Or when you see him at, you know... You see him there with that huge big gulp and they're drinking that shit. Or you see him with their tall Dunkin' Donuts mock mocha latte with extra chocolate sauce. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, there's no, I know why you're this big. Like, but you can't even help slow it. Down. You, but nope. you can't even help it. You know what I mean? And, but, that, yeah. but the real truth is, the real truth is, is that we're pretty much fucked. And we're it's totally gonna t- and it's going to take it's going to take some people that are looking into the future and actually learning some shit. And Absolutely. Just, dude. You know, trying to talk to these people and everybody's different, man. And like, you know, but let's be straight up. You, I mean, you can't eat the mocha lattes. All day, <laughs> right. But I mean, no matter people, how I'm gonna, you know, here's the thing. No matter how much work you put in the gym, you really should sustain from the fucking mocha lattes. Yeah, like, it's not yeah, doing you any mocha good. Mocha latte, chocolate, dicke, whatever. Oh, my fucking, God. Forget yeah, about it. crazy, right? Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, it's funny. You know, one of the things I want to add into this, man, like, I was, I was actually having a very difficult time cutting weight. And, I mean, I was eating pretty, pretty damn close to perfect. And I was trying to figure out what's going on. I'm cutting calories. I'm eating, I'm eating the right ratios. Well, my problem was I was having a friggin' issue with my gut. A microbiome issue look and, at that and yep. it was it was it was messing me up bad and uh you know i kind of started eating like fermented foods and and uh nice 
and and it made such a difference, dude. I actually took meat out for a while, red meat, red meat. And there chicken. you go. Were Sometimes you, you have to, dude. A lot of veggies, yeah. and I think like eating, being a pescatarian, like eating a lot of fish and tons of the veggies. Fuck is a pescatarian? They <laughs> <laughs> got a unique name for everything. Now, man. <laughs> That's fish people. I mean, you got a grapefruit sized fucking prostate. I'm a fucking. I'm a brutalitarian. Okay, hello. <laughs> Um, so anyway, um, I, uh, I changed it around and to grow within like two weeks, I lost 12 pounds. And well, there you go. It's, it really starts with the gut. And if anyone that doesn't, anyone that tells you something other than that is a fucking moron. The, the, the if you can't absorb, if your body, if you're having an issue and your body can't absorb nutrients, you're yep. never going to lose weight. Absolutely. You're never going to get the fucking well, results well, you're looking I, for. I've had, I've had two clients come in recently that have been sick, and they've been on antibiotic cycles for, you know, two weeks. Oh, yeah. And holy shit, dude, it, you're on antibiotics for yep. two weeks. What's yep. going on in your gut? No, exactly. Exactly. A nuclear bomb that just went off in your gut, dude. <laughs> versus the bloods, man. You got the <laughs> You got the bad microbiome. And they don't have... If they don't have the Crips and the Bloods right. up in the city, man. <laughs> if you're not eating right and the good shit ain't taking over the bad, you're screwed, man. You're totally. eating a lot of sugar and it's feeding all that bad shit. You know, totally. you're, you're done. Your gut's going to be screwed. You're not going to, just like Sin said, you're not going to be absorbing the food. Any problem. nutrients. Any, it's going to treat it like waste. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Listen, the first thing that people should start doing is drinking enough goddamn water, you know? I mean, how much water, bro? Water, you know, and they're wondering. You gotta have eight glasses a day, or you know. Well, I don't know if it's one size fits all. Eight glasses. There's absolutely no one size fits all. Listen, dude. All I know is I'm sweating my ass off all day, and and I started adding in coconut water, and that's basically made a huge difference. I've I've been putting out in the gym. I put out a salt shaker, yeah, and uh, I have these banana bag things from my friends. They. they have this banana, they're paramedics, you know, and they start. And so anyway, after a workout, like I'll, I'll do a, uh, like a half a lime in the water mm. with a mm. shaker of salt, you know, and we're in Florida. So That's magnesium deficiency. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sodium deficiencies, sodium, potassium. Potassium. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. no doubt. Exactly. And listen, but, uh, that may start triggering issues with your heart rate, your heart rhythm. Good point. Your adrenal glands. I mean, who knows? Yeah, bro. You know, we're we're fucked up. We're we're at fifty minutes, guys. I mean, we could probably do this all day long. I want to kind of cut it off in the next couple minutes. So, um, Sin, can you give us a little bit more details on like what you did for nutrition, like uh, like you know, kind of share like a little bit. Yeah, man. Here's the thing. I'm gonna give it to you. And here's the issue: is I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't know if it's an age thing. But I used to go to a martial arts guy that also did, like, um, physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And he told me, man, about 12 years ago, he was like, Sin, as you get older, you should really start eating less. Yeah. So now I fucking – I get gains by eating less, dude. No doubt. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, oh, and I started – Exactly. I started thinking about, like, giving my digestive system a rest. You know what I mean? Giving my pancreas a rest and my fucking liver digest what I've already eaten instead of fucking overstuffing my face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So all that six meals a day bullshit and eight right. meals a yo, that doesn't work. Not for me, dude. 
Now, granted, I'm I'm 47. I'll be 47 this year. Yeah. But that that eight meals and six meals, dude, it just it's got my insulin going so crazy that my body doesn't know whether it wants to store fat or fucking get rid of fat. Exactly. So all I did, dude, was I eat fucking two meals a day, pretty much in like a seven hour between the two. Okay. Um, I keep my shit fucking optimal, dude. Yeah. Optimal. So I'm doing about four to six ounces of uh, fucking protein either in meal. So it's whether it's red meat or fucking chicken, I don't give a shit, right? Yeah. Then I make sure I've got lemon juice every meal. I do apple cider vinegar every fucking meal. There's your gut health. Yep. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. And then once a month, dude, I take five days, and I'm on my second day now, where I fucking just go damn near total fast, and I have like green juices, avocados, nutritional yeast. You know what I mean, like magnesium, all that kind of stuff, and I do it for four days where I calorie restrict, and I eat no meat. Yeah, that's key, dude. Like, they're talking about, you know, like, time-restricted feeding, caloric restriction. Yeah, man. And that, as you get older, for sure, you need more protein. But these, yep. young cat, these young cats with gluconeogenesis, they're probably maybe eating too much protein, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And here's so, the thing. You won't figure that you – Here's, as I started eating less, I didn't figure out what my body actually needed. Yes. So when I started eating less, I realized I was eating too much protein because I could feel it in my kidneys. Yep. Like yeah. I could feel my kidneys working too hard. Right. So I had to up my fucking uh, lemon juice to try to flush that shit out. That lower back pain. Exactly, right. dude. Yeah. Then as I put my fucking, my, I up my lemon juice and decrease my protein, I found a nice little medium right there. And I'm running, all, dude, I'm running like a fucking Ferrari. Trust me. Have you awesome, guys, man. Steve, have you well, listened to, and I, I probably seen how, you, you, do you guys know who uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick is? Of course. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Course. So she's got a wealth my of fitness, information on there. Fucking whatever the fuck it is. I found my fitness.com. Yeah, found my fitness.com for sure. But I mean, that's the whole thing is like, bottom line is, as if we're going to run gyms and we're going to coach people or we're going to try to lead this revolution, then, you know, if we're not talking about nutrition, I mean, Glassman said this back in the day. And he's got <laughs> yeah, journal, yeah. journal 21, right? Like, are you fucking Glassman because you talk about <laughs> No, dude. He's getting a check. He's getting a fucking check. You like those? <laughs> I want to bring them on, man. I want. I think we could. I think we could fucking create a coup if we bring them on, man. Because I call them out, you know. And I, so I actually but, love Greg, man. He is actually a solid dude, man. The dude's a, a fucking pioneer, man. But yeah. let's be real. We we're we're off the rails right now, and it's gonna take some old school people and some thinkers to bring us back. And you know what? I mean, if we're dealing with humans, man, humans have human problems, you know. And uh, nutrition is huge. And I, I like the way this thing went. We ought to actually get deeper into this later on if we had more time. But, uh, I mean, Sin, here's the deal, bro. We're talking about Glassman right now. What do you think, where do you think the CrossFit community is going? What the fuck is our problem? And how can we get better? Um, there is no CrossFit community. <laughs> Boom. In your Boom. gym, there's a community, but there's no Boom. outside community. There's not. Yeah, if you can't create that motherfucking community in your own gym, the shit does yeah. not exist. You're <laughs> yeah. So many people. I've been in this ten years, going on eleven years. Yeah, it'll be eleven years next year. 
Um, and let me tell you, man, a, a majority of the people that I came in with don't even fucking do CrossFit no more, dude. Yeah. They're back doing running or whatever the hell they were doing before they came to CrossFit, dude. I'm like, I'm like the one of the last Mohicans fucking sitting here doing this shit. You know what I mean? Well, but and I love just, it. Yeah, but I mean, it's just constantly weird functional. Done at high intensity. <laughs> All right, real quick, because we're going to wrap this up. I just want to just ask a couple quick questions. So my first, who, who was your first, uh, when you did your first level one, uh, I want to start off by saying who was there, who taught my first level one. Uh, Andy Stump was the flow master. Then I had uh, um, Dave. <laughs> Dave was Astro. Astro was teaching it. Wow. Rob, Wolf. Rob Wolf was there, and uh, they actually were friends. Um, who else was there? Um, I really, and nobody else really mattered at that point, but I had Where'd those you go? Guys. Where did you go? That was at BGI, BGI in Palm Beach. Sin, where did you go? I went to uh, Tony Blower's place in Virginia Beach. Oh, I had... Um, BGI no longer exists, okay? Now, now, Sin, go ahead and tell us your story. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was at Tony's place and was originally Tony's place in uh, Virginia yeah. Beach. I had Stump. I had um, Sherwood. Mike Sherwood. Yeah. I had Boz. Pat Sherwood. Pat. Yeah, Pat Sherwood. I had Boz. Yeah. Um, Chuck I had later on when I did my level two. But those are the only ones I can think of. I had Jen. I can't remember her last name. Okay. And that's it. Jenny from the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Mike, you're low in volume, dude. Your headset's got to go, bro. But uh, let me ask you, Sid, um, is Blower's Place still around? Well, no. They closed, They actually got into some kind of beef with the owners there, and okay. I, was in the, I was in the middle, which was okay. kind of retarded. Oh, but uh, Tony went to uh, California, and I think okay. he's been there ever since. All right, cool. Quick question. So then, Mike, where did you go and who was there, and are they still around? Oh, so, yeah. So I went to uh, Glassman and the CERT. My level one was in, like, 2007 at uh, Quantico, the Marine Corps base. And, oh, okay, um, they're still around. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that base is there. And uh, Zach Evanesh was there. He got his first muscle up there. Oh, man, Zach, Zach got a muscle. He ain't doing no fucking muscle ups today. <laughs> dude, dude, it was crazy, right? And then, uh, remember, who's the kettlebell guy again? What's his name? Martone. Uh, yeah, Jeff Martone. Yeah, Jeff Martone was there. Um, Annie Sakamoto was there. Oh, oh wow. Awesome, Eva, Eva Twardikins was there. Okay. Eva T, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eva T, Eva T, who's awesome, awesome. You love that reach girl. Reach out to her, man. I love the fucking hat for I know, right? Dude, she's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. Yes, and uh, remember the fucking jump rope guy with with oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee? Buddy Lee, Buddy Lee, Buddy Lee, Buddy Lee, dude. He was Buddy there, Lee. He always man. talks in third person. Buddy Lee says he's going. to <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Lee, bring, you know, it's kind of like the fucking. No, uh, he's uh, still uh, on it, man. He's still he's on it. Oh, he was at the games doing all kinds of shit. Yeah. He was there because they had every hour, they had a different specialist. They had him, they had Bergener, they had everybody. He was there. Nice. Yeah. He's back. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, that was, that was the way it that, was. They had to show some diversity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they brought the black guy on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Holy oh, shit, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we, were with, we were fucking with Jake. You know, Jake's over at, in Oklahoma, you know, and uh, 
you know, he could, he was tied up and we were fucking, we were like, we're going to say, Hey, you know, we're going to tell sin that you're racist and that you wouldn't, you refuse to fucking do this podcast. <laughs> I love it. He was all fucking dude. That's fucked up. But, uh, good times, man. So we're coming up to an hour. We're actually running a little late, but I know you like to fucking talk sin. So this is a hard one to keep under an hour, bro. Well, uh, you know so, how that so, goes. Yeah. Awesome. Listen, I want, a couple things I want to talk about you and I want everybody to all the listeners, whoever's listening to realize is that you definitely got your own podcast. You got your radio cast, Afro Brutality. So I just wanted to make sure that everybody's aware of that and they need to listen to your shit because you're one entertaining and educational type of dude that is good to, good to listen to and hear your hears from. So um, thank you. Thank what, you on what's that. Your web, what's your website and what, what other podcasts are you on? Are you still doing with Mike Mahler? Um, no, I'm, st I'm, uh, no, no, no. I just got my own. So I got okay. after brutality radio. I do that yeah. pretty much as I feel. I'm trying to do once a week, but you know, if I don't have anything to talk about, then I'm not going to do it. Of course. Not. Um, website still after brutality.com. You can follow me on social media, you know, Facebook, whatever. Right. Cool. Cool. All right, man. Um, Gonna definitely uh, wrap this up right now. Um, we gotta bring we gotta bring Sin back on. We're gonna talk yeah, no, to uh, no, Jeff dude. Tucker. Dude, I got up so many he's down in Houston, but, uh, people I got lined up, bro. We gotta bring Sin back on. We gotta talk about nutrition. Yeah, that that would be a full hour right there, just talking no about doubt. fuck right yeah, there. dude. And I appreciate your uh, you know you you giving us some uh, some of your pointers and what you. But yeah, hundred percent, bro. It, the biggest problem is people just eat too much, man. You know. Yeah, like, man. Food. Slow down. There's no oh, need to eat so much. Oh, man, we're not. You know, less is more, motherfuckers. Yes. Better nutrients. You know, quality, baby, quality. Yeah, quality. Yeah, quality. we'll bring on. We'll bring on some experts. I'm friends with Nick Shaw from the RP. Oh, there you go. You know, he's an awesome dude, man. I seen him. I seen him at the games. I'm gonna actually reach out to him. I'm sure we can get him on. Nice. Uh, yeah, good dude. So um, that's it, man. We're at a, we're at a little over an hour. Uh, All right, we're gonna wrap this up, and it's it's officially our third podcast. Look at that! Look <laughs> at that! Sin. Our My first, uh, you know, our first celebrity, man. So uh, nice, nice. I like being the first. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm not joking, dude. We're bringing on. You know who Jay Ashman is? Of course. <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna. That be, motherfucker like is crazy, dude. He's, he's the antithesis. That motherfucker is crazy, dude. Love him. So, love him. So we go from Afro brutality, and I swear to God, <laughs> man, we go from Afro brutality, and then we get an ex skinhead coming on on Wednesday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and awesome. uh, Jay is the fucking. He's an awesome dude. He's a great trainer. Great, great coach. And um, we're gonna bring him on about a bunch of shit he everybody seems to have a history with crossfit it's awesome man yeah man we all jumped in yeah sin one last time sin give us uh give us your website and how we can get a hold of you and how uh everybrutality.com you can follow me on uh instagram everbrutality you can uh, listen to my podcast it's everbrutality radio um i think about 20 episodes in or 22 or something like that um i've got everyone that you want to have on there and uh more dude Let's share the wealth. Share the wealth and love. Share the wealth, brother. Share the wealth, share the love. All right, nice. brother. It's good talking to you again, man. It's been yeah, a while since great, I saw you. We got to catch up. Pleasure. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll be in touch for sure, brother. Have a great day, man. All right, take care. All right, good. thanks, Sin. Bye-bye.